0: We're also brought to you by the SGP and Thanksgiving free roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and $100 gift card to the SGP and store exclusively on the SGP and app. I'm just about that action, boss. Well, you have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm
1: raising the this time, we're about
0: It is the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Ryan McIntyre. I am Rod Gomez. It is Monday, and that means we are taking a look back at the weekend that was in the NFL, wrapping up Week 11. And, of course, our favorite part, as always, is looking ahead to your Week 13 lines. Because, again, anybody can look a week ahead. Ryan, we love to give everybody the very, very far future forecast.
1: Yes, we do, and we've been very successful for these first, what, uh, 11 weeks doing so. Uh, Victory Monday again for me, so feel myself a little bit again. Uh, Actually, two Victory Mondays because we recorded uh, right before that Monday Night Football victory last Monday. But another good weekend in the NFL in the books. Ready to recap it with you, man.
0: Yeah, that's true. We didn't get a chance to uh, go over your, your last one as well because Washington did end up winning. That's two in a row. Ryan, that is what they call in the business. A winning streak. How does it feel?
1: Five out of six, baby. The Heineke's are rolling. <laughs> uh,
0: I love, look, I love the underdog story. I love spring football and when spring football works. And and Taylor Heineke is definitely just one of those uh, fun success stories from spring football. And watching him actually win and have a little bit of fun. I know you're enjoying it, so the rest of oh, us no are
1: doubt. too. Uh, uh, shout out to the chat. Moonoff has made an appearance. He's uh, throwing some emojis in there right now, Rod. <laughs> oh, see, I need
0: to pull those up. I'm too busy hosting Moonoff. I don't know what's going on in this. <laughs> and, and thankfully, Moonoff, if you guys aren't listening to the prop cast, please do so. Moonoff killed it this last week. Um, I was a George Pickens uh, touchdown drop away from hitting my anytime touchdown prop, and uh, a couple of other ones kind of blew up in flames. So, Ryan. Don't be surprised if you get tapped on the shoulder on Wednesday to go co-host the prop cast because uh, Munaf is kicking me out.
1: Hey, I'm always down to be the utility man. <laughs> whenever I, whenever you need me, I'm more than happy to fill in.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So again, as it is, we do take a look back at the week that was in the NFL. We break down the lines and, and uh, just the storylines and how they covered and how they did and sort of translate that into what you can expect going forward. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, we take a look at the head at the week 13 lines. If you are new to this show, first of all, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, This, this NFL gambling podcast has gotten some serious traction and uh, it's been so much fun to be along for this ride and just uh, being able to contribute here. I know our show isn't necessarily as betting heavy as the rest, uh, but I do think that we, we give you some good insight. And then of course, like we said, it's valuable looking ahead at those lines to grab what you can. Um, I know Ryan, you said that this is something you've never done before and, so far man through like 11 weeks it's it's been very educational.
1: Yeah and uh if you if you're doing so your units the for the unit police out there that loves tracking if you how many units you're up and down you definitely are in the positive because you're picking up value where it's not going to become if you're waiting until game time to bet it's, I mean, you're, you're getting a touchdown, sometimes even 10 points of value on certain lines at two, three weeks in advance. And I mean, you can even hedge it at times too, where you can really hit a nice middle number. So yeah, been very profitable through these first 11 weeks and looking forward to looking forward to uh, week number 13. Now I, uh, all the, all the, it, it, it gets tricky because college football is always one week ahead of the NFL. So like you, you keep forgetting which week we're currently in, and then we're looking ahead. So, yeah, and while recapping week 11. So, sorry, I kind of rambled there, but, yeah, you get the point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey, listen, CFL season just wrapped up for me. So, week 19, week 20, week 21, I mean, that doesn't exist in the NFL. So, uh, I'm just there. Um, All right, let's get to the main event, Ryan, because that is why people are here. Uh, Let's take a look back at this last weekend. Of course, this last weekend started on Thursday night with a game between the Tennessee Titans and the My, how the mighty have fallen Green Bay Packers, uh, Tennessee winning in this one, 27 to 17. The Titans were three and a half point underdogs somewhere along the lines. Two and a half points is where they were as well. Remember, I'm getting all of these from our friends at oddstrader.com as we look down the line and break it all down. But again, Tennessee coming out on top as they were the underdogs in this to the Green Bay Packers. Look, all I'm going to say is this. We talked, and we talk about this every single week because it's, it seems to be the same story with Aaron Rodgers. 24-39, yep. 227, two touchdowns. Not a bad day for a quarterback, right? But Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 40 yards. Like, that's not going to get job done. The ghost of Randall Cobb caught six of his, his targets for 73 yards as well. But Aaron Rodgers does not look like he's having fun at all. And this team is about a, a good reflection as that as you can ever get.
1: Yeah, this one kind of felt like the end. Uh, we keep hinting that the end's coming near with these Packers, but for the, the drop to four and seven, they were coming off the big win in, uh, against Dallas the previous week. They needed to get this one to get back to five and six, especially with having the Eagles on deck where they got to go to Philly this upcoming week. But you mentioned it. Rodgers statistically okay, I guess, 24 39 for 227 and two touchdowns, but he if he's not playing at an elite level this team just isn't very good the defense once again disappoints giving up 27 points to a limited Tennessee offense
0: a limited Tennessee offense and not even having Derrick Henry have one of his biggest days of the yeah. season i mean this is where i mean off and i off, shout out to you in the in the uh chat but you know we projected Derrick Henry to have at least 100 yards if not more because it's Derrick Henry and and he does bad things to teams uh, but Derrick Henry 28 carries great right you would think uh, 28 carries 150 160 yards 87 yards his longest rush of the day was 9 yards he did get in the end zone but again this was not the the dominant if you were to tell me that uh, Tennessee was to score 27 points i'd tell you Derrick Henry had 400 yards uh, at this point, right? Because we know that Tannehill's not necessarily mm-hmm. the most uh, pro- prolific passer that is, but he actually looked good in this game. 22 of 27, 333 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, Traylon Burks, the, the vast majority of those seven catches, 111 yards. So, really, here's the thing. Tennessee now, 7-3. and three. AFC South, gotta be theirs at this point, right? Green Bay Packers, 4-7, and seven. Search it for answers, but Tennessee, Ryan, they're on a roll, man.
1: Yeah, no, Tennessee, I mean, uh, they're the best team in the league so far covering the spread. So for us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, yeah, no, this has been one of our darlings. Tennessee 8-2 and two against the spread. They just find ways under Mike Vrabel to win games, even if it's not pretty. Uh, it, honestly, it's never pretty with Mike Vrabel, and that's why this team just continues to win. And Tannehill had one of his better games, like you said, 22-27 for over 300 yards. So, shout out to Tannehill, even in the cold Lambeau Field elements.
0: Yeah. Well, and so here's the thing, too. When you look at, at what Tennessee's done so far, I mean, they they only lost to Kansas City within the last, what, two months now? So, yes. it's, just been, it's just been such a, a fantastic run for the Titans. And really, I think flying under the radar because... Besides Derrick Henry, it's there's not a lot sexy about Tennessee. So um, can't really can't really say that everybody's, like, touting them big time week in and week out. So, yeah. Uh, Over-under on this one was about 40 and a half, 40. Again, not everybody was giving Tennessee credit to be able to, to score a lot of points. Um, so this one obviously hit over, uh, right, because 27 plus 17 carry the one. That's 44 points in there, 34 points. What is that? Yeah, 44. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, hey, Alexa. Sorry, guys.
1: <laughs> math, math, mathematics.
0: <laughs> What's 27 plus 17? Uh, so anyways, the overhit on that one as well. But yeah, I mean, going forward, man, this Green Bay team, I think the panic flags are out at this point. I think you, as you start looking forward, in fact, maybe when we look forward to week 13 to see which lines are out there for Green Bay, uh, you, you might find some value, especially if they're still considered the favorites in, in that game.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I I don't know how to handicap the Green Bay team going forward. I I think they're done. I think I think it's as simple as that. I, I don't see this team being a playoff team. I know that there's still what six weeks left, and they they almost have to run the table.
0: Yeah, how you handicap them, Ryan? You don't. Uh, all right, yeah, let's exactly move, <laughs> let's move on <laughs> to uh, Carolina taking on the Baltimore Ravens. You want to talk about not wanting to handicap anything? This is a, not only a game, oh. but two teams I just want to stay away from for the rest of the season. Baltimore, 10 points in the fourth quarter, but before that, six points total in the game heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, Baltimore does win 13 to 3, but they were 12 and a half point favorites in some spots uh, around the league. So if you were a Baltimore minus 12 and a half, Oh, you hate your life right now.
1: <laughs> you really hate your no life. No doubt. Yeah, no, and a, the the safe bet was the under here. I mean, this game, it was nowhere near to ever threatening the over. Baker Mayfield comes back and looks like Baker Mayfield, honestly. Not good. Uh, 21 to 33 for under 200 yards, two interceptions. the I don't the Panthers are weird, man. I, I it looked like they caught a little bit of lightning in the bottle when they had PJ Ranger Walker going there for a couple weeks, but now all of a sudden he goes out with an ankle injury and Baker's back and they look like the old uh, Panthers with Baker and uh, Sam Darnold again.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's frustrating because I mean, obviously we know that uh, the Browns gave him the keys to the entire stadium, right? Cuz that was his house. Uh but obviously Carolina they have not done the same, and and honestly, I don't know that they should do the same because he doesn't look like he's he's winning any games anytime soon. And that whole team, it, again, it's just a race to the bottom at this point. Now they're three and eight. Baltimore, they're seven and three. But if there's ever a suspect seven and three, I, I think we yeah. might have found it because they should have easily put away Carolina.
1: Yeah, now the Ravens are a weird team. They were coming off the bye or yeah, they were coming off the bye after beating New Orleans a week prior to that on Monday night. So I mean, they should have been well rested, but they just came out sluggish, went through the motions. Um Lamar okay on the day, throwing the ball, throws for over 200 yards, but he had an interception as well. He only had 30 yards on the rushing attack. I, I mean, the Ravens are in first, but they they didn't look like the vintage Ravens. Uh, they go to Jacksonville from here. So it wasn't even really a look ahead spot to a potential division game, too. And look, if
0: they play like this against Jacksonville, I, I look, we like to make fun of Jacksonville. We like to really take take shots at them. But mm-hmm. they're not as bad a team, I think, in my opinion, as the Panthers are. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> they're not good. But I think they, if, if the Baltimore Ravens play against the Jaguars the way they played against the Panthers, they're not winning that game. There's no way that they can hold that serve for four quarters against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who would smell blood in the water if Baltimore was only able to put up three points against them up until the last 15 minutes.
1: No, I completely agree. Baltimore's got to play a lot better, especially if they have aspirations of making a run in January in the AFC that has Kansas City and Buffalo, Miami, and other teams that are rolling right now.
0: Well, and not for... in Cincinnati. And not for nothing, though, this running game, right? uh, The Ravens pride themselves on the running game, right? But Kenyon Drake, their leading rusher, 10 carries, 46 yards. Most of that came on one carry, a 29-yard carry. So... Again, if you're going to pride yourself and and have the identity of being a run first team, you probably should run.
1: <laughs> no doubt, yeah, no doubt, I'm with you there, Rod. They uh not not a good performance, but hey, ugly wins over pretty L's any day of the week. Hey,
0: they don't ask how, they just ask how many, and uh, we've heard that exactly. time and time again. Uh, you said the under was safe, not even close. Yeah. Forty one and a half was the over under on this one uh walloping sixteen points were put on the board in this uh in this game.
1: So Yeah, they could have played that twice. I wasn't hitting. No,
0: not even. Yeah, they could have taken a break, come back and played a second uh uh encore performance and still not done uh the same thing. So uh all right. Well look going forward we just talked about it. Baltimore's gotta do better. Carolina guy okay. just call a not good. No, <laughs> I was gonna say just call a midfield a mid season Mulligan and maybe try again, but Yeah, these guys are are hurting in every way possible. So, uh, all right, let's just move on because there was another, it was an actual more exciting game uh, that was next on the slate as the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Can I just say wow? For, For what, three and a half quarters? For three quarters, this thing was looking like the Indianapolis Colts may actually steal a win against the Philadelphia Eagles, but... Those crafty Eagles, 14 points in the fourth quarter, uh to three points for Indy in the fourth. They come away with the 17-16 win in Indianapolis to advance to nine and one. Indy now four, six and one. But more importantly, Indy cover or yeah, Indianapolis covers their six point spread, six and a half point spread, depending on where you found it. Uh even eight and a half in some places. So if you're in Indianapolis better to cover, you were pretty happy to uh, yesterday.
1: Yeah, and Indianapolis had no business losing this game. The Eagles stole this right from them at the end. Disappointing for for the Colts. I mean, you lead the literally the whole entire game. Kind of reminded me of when they blew the lead against Washington a couple weeks ago, where they dominate the game and they blow a nine point lead late in the fourth quarter. And I mean, for the Eagles the Eagles are really banged up right now. I think that it's uh they're they're going in the wrong direction. I know they found a way to win the game, but Clearly, over the last couple of weeks, they've been exposed uh, with their running defense, uh, with uh, the big fella Davis being out multiple weeks. So they got the Eagles got to just get healthy. I know Goddard's out on the offensive side as well, and uh, yeah, no the the Eagles, uh, w- but they found a way to win. So I mean that that it does says that does say something that even on your best or not your best day, you do find a way to win.
0: Jeff Saturday almost picked up his second win in a row as the head coach. Could you imagine? like, Dude's like, this wasn't that hard. Why, why is everybody saying this is hard? We almost beat – in fact, if they would have beaten the Eagles, he'd have been like, why? Why is everybody saying this is so hard?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, Matt Ryan was okay again. I mean, 23-32 for 215. He didn't turn it over. Jonathan Taylor had a good day on the ground. Yeah. Uh, he, he uh, had a big run called back on a hold that, that I thought uh, was questionable. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, tough, tough blow for the Colts losing that game.
0: I hate holding calls. I hate too. holding calls. Like, half the time you go back and you look and you're like, Meh, yeah, okay, but then it's like, even still, you you see that on 16 other plays that you haven't called. Why why this one? What, were you just finally looking in the right direction at this point?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's hit or miss with these holding calls. Officiating has not been good this year. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs>
0: There's been some problems. Uh, <laughs> problems in the uh, in the Jalen Hurts camp, though, too, really. 18 of 25, 190 yards passing and a touchdown. But he was the leading rusher in this game, 16 for 86. And I say problems because, again, you know, Philadelphia likes to pride itself on being a run game, right? Miles Sanders and, and um, uh, why am I forgetting their second running back? I'm seeing his number. I'm seeing number 14. Anyways,
1: uh, um, I'm almost... Boston Scott?
0: But no, not Boston Scott, but Boston Scott's good. Um, I'm fired, though. Sean's going to fire me at school uh, for not remembering <laughs> his other running back. But anyways, again, you know, your quarterback is your leading rusher, and I've always said that that's never a recipe for s- extended success. You can find success in that, but I don't think that they can continue to do that if they want to win ball games. Um, Because, again, you know, you put more wear and tear on that quarterback you may not have him very much longer.
1: Yeah, no no doubt. Hurts, uh, I mean, he is taking a bunch of shots, and they are struggling to protect for him right now. So I will say this.
0: I think Indy Man at being more competitive down the line now that Jeff Saturday is at head coach, it just seems to me like they're a more feisty team at this point. I don't know if it was just uh, what Saturday is saying in the locker room or anything like that, but I just feel like we may we may have to stop counting them completely out of games now.
1: Agreed. Yeah, no the Colts the Colts have shown a little bit of life these last couple of weeks, especially going back to Matt Ryan from Sam Ellinger. So, I mean, I'm sure Frank Reich's like, "Why why was I forced to play Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday gets to play Matt Ryan?" <laughs> "Why
0: why does my brother get to drive the nice car and I got to drive the Pinto? What's going on?"
1: Uh <laughs>
0: All right, you know what? I know you're looking at the chops to get to this next game. Let's step away for a break real quick, and then we'll come back, and we'll get all up on your victory Monday, shall we? Yes, sir. All right, let's pay some bills. You ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout, too, for WinBet's Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time during that WinBet Win Hour. Marquee Games of the Week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, payouts happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets now. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions of winbet.com. Must be twenty-one or an older or present. player through wind is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, it is victory Monday for you. Hail to the commanders as they take down the Houston Texans, 23 to 10. Washington now above 500, six and five. Houston, well below 500, one, eight and one. Ryan, I give you the floor. Tell us about those commanders.
1: I mean, this was impressive. I've expected a letdown in terms of I thought this was going to be a game. Houston's been kind of feisty at home. But, I mean, Washington just punched Houston right in the mouth and took the life out of him. They hold Damian Pierce, who has run literally on everybody this season to 10 carries for just eight yards. I mean, I know this is the Houston Texans, but Damian Pierce has literally run on everybody this year, the Eagles, the Giants, the Chargers, um, even the Broncos. So, I mean – Davis Mills struggled again. He's, he's not the answer in Houston. He'll be a backup come next year. Heineke just made enough plays to keep it going, but this the the real storyline coming out of Houston is this Washington defense is for real with John Allen, Jerome Payne, and Montez Sweat. And it looks like they're going to get uh, number 99 Chase Young back here soon.
0: That is scary, my friend. Yeah. When he comes back, that is absolutely scary because they've been doing this well without him. Oh, yep. boy.
1: No, if I'm one of those premier NFC teams, the Eagles, the Vikings, uh, Cowboys, Niners, I would not want to play this Washington team with how physical they are with their front four on the defensive side. Now they're running the ball with Robinson and Gibson. They're 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 just a pain in the ass to play against. I think.
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And look, when you're yeah. out, when you're out gaining your opponent three hundred forty four to a hundred and forty eight. Yeah, I mean it's easy to see. Uh, why the, the win, first of all, was there and why it was a 13-point win, which Washington covered their three-point spread as they were the three-point favorites going into this game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, honestly, Washington is scary right now. They are doing things yeah. to win games, and if you're an NFC team on the fringe, just like you said, you probably aren't wanting to rest your playoff hopes on uh, a game against Washington.
1: Yeah, no, if, uh, if if my team can get in there as a seven seed, I, if you're a two seed, you're like, oh, my God, this this is not the team I would want to play in the opening round with the way that they somehow just always rally around Heineke. And Ron Rivera has a track record of this where his teams are way better in November, December, and into January. For some reason, he struggles out of the gates, but give him credit as a coach. He makes the adjustments necessary to get his teams playing their best ball this time of year. You
0: got to think that they're playing with house money at this point, obviously. I mean, it's just, you know, nobody nobody had any expectations for them whatsoever going into this season. Carson Wentz was under center and everybody was talking about how bad they were going to do, right? And now all of a sudden, here they are on the right side of 500 actually competing for a chance at the postseason. So, yeah, I mean, you got to feel good if you're a Washington Commanders fan. So, Ryan, do you feel good?
1: Oh yeah. No, I I feel great. I think they're, I think they're a legit playoff contender. And once you get in, anything can happen, especially in this NFC. This is as wide open. I can ever remember a conference.
0: Yeah. It feels like there's just so many things going on at this point that teams that, well, the giants obviously hanging on to a, a, a pretty good record, even though they yeah. kind of fell over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of wide open, especially with all the four and four teams or the three and three teams that were there a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. Um, Logan Thomas actually turning in a good performance on my bench. Uh, five yes, catches, <laughs> 65 yards. Not necessarily a, a gigantic game, but still a pretty good game for a, a tight end.
1: Well, he only did good because he was on your bench. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's how that works, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, he definitely outscored. Uh, I don't even remember who I had now. I did, I have him in one league that I know I sat him. I don't even remember who I had on on starting in that league. But, yeah, unfortunately, he did score better. Uh, than the guy that was on my bench, but it doesn't matter. And the commander's defense. Yeah. Kind of ripped everybody to shreds. If you started them, uh, did big things for the team for Houston. Uh, like you said, Davis mills, probably just going to be a backup next year. I don't know yeah. what they do now. Short of just, I guess, wait and see if they get the first pick overall next year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't see them not getting it. I'm looking at kind of potential candidates that cause I mean, all of a sudden the lions went on a winning streak here where they're not going to, they're way out of the contention. Everybody in this league has at least three wins now with the Steelers, Broncos, Raiders, uh, the Rams. I can't be the Rams are in the three win category and the Browns and Oh, sorry, J. Mark, the bears. So, uh, yeah, no, the Texans seem to be the runaway number one pick come, uh, April. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I mean hopefully they use it wisely. I, I don't I don't follow I mean, I know what, isn't CJ Stroud in this draft class coming up?
1: Yeah, Stroud, Young, and then uh Caleb Williams from uh USC. Oh yes. Oh wait, no, he's Williams. next year, I think. Uh he might be next I don't year. Know. I think he was a junior yeah. in the transfer
0: portal. I don't know. Yeah. This isn't this isn't an NCAA. I, f- <laughs> nobody know
1: nobody nobody knows the rules anymore anyway. How about but uh all the draft capital they got from the Browns getting rid of Deshaun Watson and the Browns are only two games ahead of them. So the Texans are going to have some big picks coming up here. They've done a good job of unloading that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, All right. Well, let's, let's get off of that because I, I, there's only so much I could talk about for the Houston Texans at this point.
1: Um, That was my, that was me uh, being glass half full for Houston,
0: (laughs) but I can't even be half full anymore, man. I I love your enthusiasm. I just feel like it's well-placed or uh, misplaced at this point. (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, just all you have to do is ask Moon off, and he'll give you the real rundown. He's not high on his uh, Texans right now.
0: Now, well, and he's not even in the chat anymore to to defend. Well, he,
1: he knew the Texans game was coming up. He was like, <laughs> "I'm
0: bouncing before we break this one down," because I know Ryan's victory Monday over my team. Uh, no doubt. Speaking of victory Monday, the New England Patriots uh, cooling off the what could have been the red hot New York Jets. I don't know. We stopped making fun of them a few weeks ago, and. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe this is the start of us doing it again. But uh, New England coming in with a ten to three win over the New York Jets. They were two and a half point favorites, three and a half in some spot. And if there was three and a half, you were still okay uh, there. But I don't know, man. This seemed to be now when you were when you used to talk about the Patriots and the Jets, it was always a lopsided Patriots victory, right? Because the Jets mm-hmm. were the laughing stock. This wasn't it. Mac Jones and and Zach Wilson does not have that appeal to me like a Tom Brady versus a uh, Vinny Testaverde, right?
1: That shit was awful. (laughs) There's no other way. I mean, Zach Wilson, my God, nine of 22 for 77 yards. That's three and a half yards per attempt. So that's that's not very good. And I mean, Mac Jones actually was efficient, I guess, in terms of 23 to 27 for 246, but they couldn't execute in the red zone. They couldn't finish drives. Just an ugly game. Uh, neither team could run the ball on one another. But it that that was just such a New York Jets way to lose a game, where they were right there to go to overtime, and then the Patriots can't score on them. So what do they do? They run back the punt.
0: It's just, I mean, I'm I'm looking through right and and people on the video right now. Uh, by the way, if you are listening to this podcast, know that we go live. Keep an eye on the NFL Gambling Podcast Twitter for the times that we actually do go live. Uh, but we're, we're live as well as on tape. Uh, so, you know, if you hear a couple of, of pauses, just know that we're staring at each other longingly into the camera uh, as, we, as we talk. But I'll say this. This game alone had almost as many yards as Patrick Mahomes did passing uh, total <laughs> for the entire game. So, if that tells you exactly what you were, because this game had, uh, oh, this game had 400 yards total, whereas Mahomes had about 330 passing. So, by himself. Um, if that gives you any indication on what you were in for, if you chose to watch, which I don't know why you would, <laughs> New England versus no New York.
1: Yeah, no, uh, this, I, I can't put, put, put a thumb on how disappointing a loss this was for the Jets. They had a chance to bury the Patriots, their arch rival. They hadn't beat them in almost 14 times now. And to, to lose the lose way that they did, the fashion, the way they lost, I mean, oh, man. And now now you got drama in the headlines with Zach Wilson's answer, I guess, with the media. The defense is the problem. So nothing like New York drama
0: defense is the problem. Come on, son. You barely yeah. threw for 77 yards and then you were the leading rusher on your team. 3 carries, 26 yeah. yards. 14 of those were on one carry. I know. Defense is the problem?
1: Yeah. Please.
0: Um all right, we may be back to making fun of the Jets again. New England, you're not much better, so don't get on your high horse if you're <laughs> if you're a New England Patriots fan. Yes, you're both 6 and 4, but you're still very, very ugly doing it. uh all right let's move on to a four and six team um i don't know if our if our we may get censored so it depends on whether or not uh, they allow us to talk about this game detroit lions 31 new york giants 18 detroit now four and six the giants are seven and three and just uh i don't know ryan i mean look detroit came in as three-point underdogs obviously blew that wide out but again, now we're talking about a New York Giants team. We've been high on all season, but two out of three now they've dropped.
1: You know, I knew the Giants were screwed. The moment that Terrell was complaining about their power ranking earlier in the <laughs> week, nine, not being uh, high enough. I was like, oh, the Giants are done. They're feeling themselves. So, yeah, no, the Giants, I mean, they've been a good story in terms of Dayball all getting the most out of this unit with Daniel Jones. But they're really not that good football team. Like it, all the st- all the stats point in that direction, but they they have found a way to squeeze every little uh, close game out in their favor. So I think some regression has been uh, screaming that it's coming, and I think it's going to start now. They got Dallas on Thursday on Thanksgiving. They just they're, they're so limited offensively at times.
0: Indeed. Well, and look, this is three straight now for the Lions. They came yeah. off of a very, very disappointing five-game losing streak, and now here they are back on a winning way. They beat Green Bay. They beat Chicago. Now they've beaten uh, the, the Giants. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to climb back into contention, but you got to feel pretty good, I suppose, if you are a, a, a fan of the Detroit Lions as far as what they've done lately because, I mean, they haven't lost in, the, in a few weeks, right? That, that's a good
1: thing. They have a better record than the Green Bay Packers.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ouch! Uh, Jared Goff though, seventeen to twenty six, one hundred and sixty five. Not necessarily the greatest day for him. Nine for sixty six for Justin Jackson, uh, rushing. So again, this was not a, a highly offensive game for the um, for the Lions. But you know, what are you going to do if you, you got to win games? Ugly sometimes, right?
1: No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no. Uh, three in a row for the lines. They haven't done this in years. So, I mean, take take the wins any way you can get them.
0: So for the Giants, though, what are we what are we doing with these guys? I mean, they're again two out of three. It's not like they've dropped a ton in a row, but two out of three is is starting to get a little scary if you're a Giants fan.
1: I'm fading them. Yeah, I'm 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 not buying into the Giants in the second half. I, I think it's been a great story. Uh, job well done by Dayball. But the schedule's about to get real. The Giants haven't played the Eagles yet. They haven't played Washington yet with the way Washington's playing. Washington's a better team right now than the Giants. And they, they got to play the Cowboys again on, on Thanksgiving. So I definitely think some regression for these Giants.
0: Well, stop me if I sound like a broken record. But once again, Daniel Jones leading rusher for the team. Seven. You got Saquon Barkley, yes. Daniel Jones 7 for 50 and a touchdown. That's not a recipe for for success if you're the Giants.
1: No, it's not going to get the job done.
0: Not even a little. So, um, all right, over under on this one. Um, what was the over under on this one? Sorry, got.
1: Uh, it was.
0: It was forty four and a half. I, ju- so I just I just closed it because I was I was moving on to the next game, but then I remembered I had to cover the over under. Yeah, 44 and a half, 45 in some places. So obviously. You're over hit if you were an over better, which I don't know. uh, Where did you lean on the over under on this one?
1: Probably the over just because the Lions every now and then will have an offensive explosive game. They didn't really in this one. It was more the Giants turning the ball over and the Lions capitalizing. But usually I take the over or lean the overs in the Detroit games so far this year.
0: Well, somebody that is on the outside now looking in at his former team, on a three-game winning streak, is Matthew Stafford, as his team now is not on a three-game winning streak. Uh, In in fact, they are quite the opposite now. They have lost four in a row, have the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I say that with a little bit of, of, uh, I don't know, disdain because of my fandom. But, uh, yeah, they have lost four in a row, including this last one, 27-20, to the New Orleans Saints. One and a half point favorites were New Orleans. Obviously, they covered that, but boy, I tell you, I don't know why that line was there, given what we just saw this last week.
1: I tell you what, man, the Rams are awful. I can't. I, it's hard to watch them. I mean, they're so limited offensively. They actually hit a big play earlier in the game when Stafford hooked up with. Uh, Two two Atwell, um, which I didn't even I didn't even know he was on the team. So uh, yeah, no, the Rams are banged up. No Cooper Cup anytime soon. He was about their whole offense. So now that he's not there, they have no offense. So yeah, no, the Rams. I, I'm starting to wonder if the Rams are going to finish last in the NFC altogether by the end.
0: If the 49ers do not have to face them in the playoffs this season, then they're going to go. I mean, they're gonna go and make a pretty deep run because, for whatever reason, the Rams are the biggest bugaboo. You know, Cooper Cup always seems to get now during the regular season. Yeah, we got you, we we got you easily, but yeah. it, for the it feels like the postseason, Cooper Cup just steps it up a notch. So, um, yeah, hopefully yeah, I don't he's not think there. you have
1: to worry about them.
0: I'd like to hope not. I am telling you right now, they are fading and fading fast. Three and seven are the Rams. Four and seven are the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but let's talk about. The leading rusher, uh, for the New Orleans Saints that is out Al- no, Taysom Hill.
1: <laughs> I love it,
0: I- Taysom Hill, the leading rusher for the New Orleans Saints. Nine carries, fifty-two yards uh, on the day. Andy Dalton, twenty-one to twenty-five, two sixty-three touchdowns though. Um, yeah. First of all, if you're a fantasy manager, of Alvin Kamara, I I should probably you give me your Venmo. I may end up giving you a. A five dollar uh, shot or something, because no doubt, yeah, your life is is hating it right now.
1: Yeah, no, uh, if, for New Orleans has been a weird team to handicap the whole year. They they are so unpredictable as well. I know they got the win yesterday, but they didn't even look good doing so. It was more just the Rams being as bad as they were. Uh, Chris Olave has definitely been a bright spot for this New Orleans Saints in his rookie year, though.
0: Yeah, actually, this has been a lot of fun to watch. When when you were watching these these uh, uh, receivers get drafted, I I don't know that Olave was the one that everybody was the most excited about, right? And yet it feels like, to me, yeah. quietly, he's been the one more fun to watch.
1: No doubt. Yeah, no, he's definitely had the uh, most production among the rookies.
0: Yeah, so I mean, a good landing spot for him. I guess Andy Dalton can make you look good, right? Ask the Red Ochoceco. Rifle. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton did throw to Ocho Cinco, right? Yeah, he did. Over there in, in Cincinnati. Um, But yeah, so the Rams, bad. New Orleans, not as bad. Still bad going forward. I don't know that I would like either one of those. Uh, I, I don't know that I feel comfortable betting on either one of those guys going forward at all anyways. Unless it's against them, right?
1: Yeah, no. I, I'm not taking either of these teams. I keep saying the Saints may, may go on a run, but they, they're too all over the place for me. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Define a run. One game. They're on a run. Yeah.
1: They're on a run. Yeah. Uh they'll oh, probably they'll probably beat the Bucs when they play because they always beat the Bucs.
0: Always beat the
1: Bucs. Yes.
0: Uh all right. Over under on this one was 39 and a half. Well eclipsed that one at 47 total points. Um all right, let's move on to the Chicago Bears, who Heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking to the Atlanta Falcons, 27 to 24. They lost. Uh, Atlanta was a point and a half, two and a half points. I, I seen three out there point favorites. If you were three and you pushed, sorry. Uh, but if you were two and a half, you were pretty happy with the way that, that game ended.
1: Yeah, and uh, J-Mark said if the Bears lost this one, they were done. So uh, I, by his logic, they're done. Uh, tough, tough loss, man. I know... Fields had another great day on the ground. They just can't. They keep finding ways to lose these games now, back-to-back weeks. They should have got both of these, been right back in the thick of things. But another close loss. Finally, Atlanta got back into uh, the cover mode again.
0: Yeah, they did. Thank goodness. We're yeah. back. We're back, baby. We, we're back to yep. backing uh, Atlanta. I think they were one of my teases. No, Chicago was my my dog, so never mind. Uh, I, and they definitely did not win. Uh, Marcus Mariota, though, I had a prop on him to throw for more yards than Justin Fields. The bar was super low, 153 <laughs> yards for Justin Fields. Yeah. Come on, Mariota, on your worst day, you've done better than that. Well, this was even worse than his worst day, <laughs> 131 for Mariota on uh, passing.
1: Yeah, and well, now he's going to be without Kyle Pitts going forward, so we'll see how that impacts this Atlanta offense that's already limited.
0: Yeah, Pitts three catches, forty three yards, and now no longer a factor. <sighs> Tyler Algier, eight carries, fifty five yards. Uh, Cordell Patterson becoming less and less of a thing now uh, in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. Sorry, I was uh, getting our look ahead lines ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm chopping at the bit. So, uh, yeah, no Patterson, he ran back to kick to get him back in the game when they were down ten. But, uh, yeah, no, they, I. Atlanta is another interesting team. Yeah, well, interesting to say the least, right? I mean,
0: yeah, that, yes. I, I'm trying to, th- I was trying to think of a way to come back. That, that just no, I mean, they're interesting, but yeah. from what standpoint? Like they're interesting because you want to like them, but at the same time, they're just not good enough to keep winning.
1: Yeah, no, so, I agree with you there.
0: You know, I mean, they five and six. They did win against Chicago, but Chicago's been struggling. So what are they going to do against a really good team? They're probably going to lose, right?
1: They got Washington next.
0: Ooh, well, then they're definitely not going to win that one. Washington's two on <laughs> a roll. Um, let's go. All right, over under on this one was 48 and a half. Obviously, that covered, uh, given the 27-24, and it was over covered over that. <laughs> all right, let's move on uh, to the Cleveland Browns. Wow, this one was uh, a little bit more close, too close for comfort, and honestly, a lot less action-packed than I thought a game in the Dome was going to end up being. Um, but if I were to tell you, well, first of all, uh, Buffalo wins 31-23, thereby covering their 7.5-point spread in some places, uh, as Cleveland was the seven and a 7.5-point underdog. 8.5 uh, in other places. So if it was 8.5, uh, you were not happy, <laughs> unless you took Cleveland in the points. Uh-
1: yeah, no, this this was a weird game, uh, Cleveland kind of got off to a good start. Buffalo, I guess, a little bit of a sleepy spot in terms of all the distractions with just trying to get out of Buffalo even to play the game. And so it'll be interesting to see how they look this week against Detroit uh, now that they're going to be playing two games in Detroit in just four days. Well,
0: I'll tell you this. If I were to say to you uh, in a prop bet that Jacoby Brissett would have more passing yards than Josh Allen, that would probably be somewhere in the plus two two, 300 range, maybe even 400 range because it just doesn't seem like that would be humanly possible, but it did. Jacoby Brissett, 28 for 41, 324 yards, three touchdowns. Josh Allen, 18 for 27, 197 yards, one touchdown. The leading receiver, Ryan Dawson Knox, caught all seven of his targets for 70 yards.
1: Yeah, no, if you had said that Brissett was going to throw for more than 100 yards and josh allen i would say go get odds on that right now and and cat and put whatever you want on that because there's no way that's going to hit and uh yeah no i it, crazy that that that's what happened and yet still the bills were able to get out of there with the win the the browns were ready even though chubb i mean the, the story is chubb only 14 carries for 19 yards for 1.4 yard uh, yards of carry that was not a good day for Chubb standards.
0: Not even close. And Amari Cooper no. on the other side, eight catches, one hundred and thirteen yards, and two touchdowns. So it was a good day for him uh, in the in the receiving game. But yeah, I don't know. I know there's some books that actually give you um, a a spread on passing yards. I don't know what the spread was on the on the uh, at Josh Allen, Jacoby Brissett. But I mean, it probably blew whatever that spread was out the window.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, craziness. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Does this does this mean the bills are suspect going forward or are are we the just overplaying? The bills are
1: weird. The bill the bills of I don't know, man. They, it's like they're just going through the motions. They they know they can turn it on come January. But the problem is is they don't have home field currently again. They got to go I I would not want to go back to Kansas City again. Not even close
0: not the way not the way Kansas City's been playing lately. I mean you still yeah, I
1: agree with you yeah yep. it,
0: last night notwithstanding we'll talk about that it's still these guys you know it's their division uh, it's their conference to be honest with you too um all right 50 and a half was the over under on this one obviously blew past that one uh and now it is 54 was the total all right let's move on Las Vegas the Raiders barely beating the Denver Broncos, 22-16. to 16. Vegas, one-and-a-half point underdogs, two-and-a-half points, depending on where you found it uh, as well. But six points in the fourth quarter to get them over the hump and win against the Broncos. Uh, and I'm sorry, in overtime, not the fourth quarter. In overtime, this was a thriller. Um, but here's the thing. It's still the Raiders, and they still needed five, five periods of, of play to beat the Denver Broncos both teams now three and seven
1: uh yeah and if you're the Broncos all you need is 18 points each game so far this year and you'd be nine and one instead you haven't got that nine out of the ten games and you're three and seven so um actually that makes no sense that was that was like anchorman math right there on my part uh Yeah, no, but the stat is if they had 18 points every single game, they'd be 9-1, and which they have not done, so they're 3-7. and Because this offense is atrocious with Russell Wilson. They can't block for him. They can't run the ball. They just released Melvin Gordon today. Um, Just a train wreck of a year under Nathaniel Hackett in Denver this year.
0: (laughs) How bad is it that you have to release (laughs) Melvin Gordon,
1: right? Awful, man. I was like, yeah uh for the Raiders I mean that they found a way to get a win finally get back to three and seven it seems like the only team they can beat is the Broncos for some reason uh other than maybe the Broncos are just atrocious but uh Josh Jacobs 24 for 109 on the ground Devontae Adams I don't know how you leave him that wide open at the end of the game who did you think he was going to throw to
0: (laughs) Like he was, and not just—I mean, he did pull a move, right? I mean, it was—it was, it was yeah. a nice move at the line of scrimmage, yeah. and it was pretty good to, to find the the soft spot where they were at. But, but somebody's, we're got <laughs> yeah,
1: somebody's got to have somebody's got to have
0: eyes on him, right? It's Devonte yeah. Adams, 141 yards on the day, two touchdowns on seven catches, like making fantasy managers happy again. But yeah, you can't leave him that wide open at all.
1: Yeah, no, not good. The, I, that that sums up Denver though this year. They. Year to forget they're a mile high. I mean, they're still a quarterback away even with Russell Wilson uh, with That's all the assets sad. that they gave up for him, Mr. High Knees. Ugh.
0: Well, we talked about we talked about uh, Melvin Gordon going out the door, right? But, again, how much more insult to injury is it that Latavius Murray is still there and Melvin Gordon goes? I love Latavius Murray, don't get me wrong, but 17 carries, 49 yards. He had a long of 12. Right? I mean, he did get in the end zone, but by the same token, 17 carries, 49 yards, it's, that's, I don't know, I mean, Anchorman math can't even get me how low that number is per <laughs> carry.
1: Yeah, no, there's no math that can figure out this Denver offense. That's why it's got us both puzzled right now trying to dive into their numbers. It, I, I have the analysis, they're bad offensively. <laughs> Hashtag
0: <laughs> analysis. Uh, over under on this one, 41 and a half. Please tell me you bet the under because that's the only, only number that would have made sense.
1: Yeah, even with the overtime, the the over, never in jeopardy.
0: Never in jeopardy. All right, let's move on. Both of these teams, shinking, sink, shinking ships, shinking sips. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're shinking sips. Uh, all right, let's move on to another sinking ship, the Viking ship. Uh, oh, this game. <laughs> how crazy? Okay, I know that the company motto is hashtag Dallas sucks, but boy, they did not suck this game. They go into Minnesota. And just throttle the Vikings, forty to three, the final. I mean, you just want to talk about complete and total domination. Kirk Cousins, twelve completions, one hundred and five yards, just crazy. And Dallas, two points, two point favorites on this one. They, they, they I think they beat that spread, don't you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this, this was an ass kicking, and I feel like I've kind of been ahead of it with the Vikings in terms of, I'm like, they're not as good as their record is. I keep saying that. Everybody's like, oh, you're just a hater. No, they're not that good, but I they, they found ways to win close games, kind of like the Giants. But then, I mean, they were exposed beyond exposure yesterday. I mean, they couldn't block that Dallas defensive line. They had no chance of blocking Micah Parsons to Marcus Lawrence, that whole front. And it'll be interesting to see where Minnesota goes from here. Maybe this is just a come back down to earth after the Buffalo miracle where Josh Allen fumbles the ball, or maybe this turns into a slide. I, I think there's a chance it could be. I mean, you don't no Eight and one team gets beat the way that they got beat.
0: No. And I mean, look, Micah Parsons, two sacks, uh, Jerry on curse, one sack, uh, Dorrance Armstrong, two more sacks, uh, Dante Fowler, a sack in there, Demarcus Lawrence, a sack. I mean, basically you and I probably could have ran on the field and got a sack for oh, no the doubt. Vikings yeah. like just yeah Port Kirk Cousins could not get established all day long and then of course by proxy Dalvin Carry or uh, Dalvin Cook 11 carries 72 yards I mean not a terrible it's
1: actually, day It's actually pretty good for uh, the blowout standard That's <laughs> what I'm saying like not yeah. bad
0: but what really is what hurts you have a team you have a receiving core that houses one of the most fantastic receivers we've seen in a while and your leading receiver is your tight end that you just picked up, TJ Hawkinson, five catches, 34 yards.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. D- does data forget in Minnesota, they got a quick turn. They got the Patriots coming into town uh, for Thanksgiving.
0: Yep. Uh, good day for Tony Pollard, though. Gigantic day for Tony Pollard. 15 carries, 80 yards, but six catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns for the Cowboys. Look, Cowboys are 7-3. and three. They're making a charge again. I just, there's no way that you can tell me that they're not a team on the rise and will make the power rankings going forward in our NFL Gambling Podcast Power Rankings.
1: Yeah, no, this defense is elite. It's, I mean, that's their bread and butter. They're really good defensively, and they basically just say, hey, Dak, just manage the game. We're going to run the ball. And that's their blueprint why this team could be really good and. I hate to say because Dallas does suck, but they are a contender in the NFC with how open it is.
0: They have to be at this point. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't see a, a way. And just, I think really what you got to go back to before we move on is just the fact that Cooper Rush kept this ship afloat. If I continue yes. to use naval naval analogies through the rest of this, they continue to keep this ship afloat. And and honestly, you really have to give a lot of credit to what he was able to do to keep Dallas in contention right now for when Dak came back.
1: No, I agree with you. No, it's uh that that's the blueprint of how they're good. Cooper that those five games that Cooper Rush kept them in the hunt was how the Cowboys need to be to maximize the roster potential.
0: Yep, and uh, again, it's just going forward. Dallas sucks, but with a caveat that they're actually you know they suck okay.
1: yeah, they're they're actually pretty good, unfortunately,
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about another team that is actually pretty good, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals who hold on. Hold on, Ryan. I'm telling you, hold on to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers thirty seven to thirty. I don't know that anybody expected thirty points out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but there they go, scoring thirty points. Uh, and so Cincinnati three and a half point favorites on this one. obviously, they covered. Um, but were it not for a drop touchdown by George Pickens, uh, we could have been looking at a completely different game, maybe overtime, maybe whatever. Uh, but boy, I gotta tell you, those Pittsburgh Steelers are pretty feisty.
1: Yeah, you know, if you had said before the game that the Steelers were gonna score 30 points, I'd say, Oh, they're gonna win this game easily. I I did not see this coming this in terms of a shootout where this game is it, it was cold, it was windy. But both offenses played well, and Bert Burrow was slinging it. I mean, three fifty-five through the air, four touchdowns, and Samaje Perine was really good in place of uh, Joe Mixon late, and had a couple big. He had three receiving touchdowns.
0: Yeah, again, it's just it's amazing to me the the feistiness out of this this team because obviously I I didn't expect it, like you said, and 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 for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just because it's a conference game or whatever, but, like, they really got up for it. And on a day, like you said, when Joe Burrow throws four touchdowns, you would think that you'd be smoking the Steelers, but no. Uh, Steelers fought back. Good day for T. Higgins, uh, right? Nine catches, 148 yards, no touchdowns, but that's still a pretty good day overall.
1: Yeah, and this is a game the Bengals needed. They needed to get to 7-3, and three, or sorry, 7-4, and four. Sorry, six and four. I got. I, I'm all over the place. Uh, they need to get to seven three and get, four. Yeah, they can get to seven and four next week. They're seven and three against the spread, six and four overall, because the Ravens are seven and three. So they they need to stay within one game of Baltimore. So because they get ultimately at the end of the year, they get the final game in Cincinnati when Baltimore for the second game, uh, where they already played in Baltimore won a thriller in uh, well, I think it was week five at the time. So Cincinnati just needs to stay within striking distance
0: yes sir over under on this one was 40 40 and a half uh i'll give you a guess on which way this one landed uh almost yeah i was gonna say almost cincinnati doing the over by themselves uh on this so if you had it at 39 and a half you almost got cincinnati to cover uh by themselves but again pittsburgh they're gonna continue to struggle i think uh even though they got it for this game it'll be tough you can't drop passes you can't drop touchdowns you really can't and I feel bad. Pickens could have had that second one, uh, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right, let's move on to the final game of the weekend uh, before tonight's game, obviously, in Mexico City. It was the Kansas City Chiefs in a thriller coming back to beat the Los Angeles Chargers 30-27. to Did not cover their 5.5-point spread uh, or 7-point, depending on where you found it. I know it opened at 7, so if you had them at 7... Um, and you you know you were pretty heartbroken on that one uh but if you had chargers to cover you were happy here ryan listen honestly at this point nothing patrick mahomes does should ever shock you right
1: <laughs> no no i mean the guy the guy's an animal there's no other way to handicap or to break down patrick mahomes other than he's he's a beast uh 300 plus yards three touchdowns just another day at the office for for an elite uh future hall of famer Every time these two teams get together, it seems like it's a classic. So the Chargers always get up to play the Chiefs, and they and they always find a way to lose by like a field goal in some crazy fashion. I don't know how you leave Travis Kelsey that open down the stretch.
0: Maybe they were taking a page out of Devontae or the, the Broncos secondary uh, <laughs> at that point. They were It'll like, be an oh. AFC
1: West thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's got to be an AFC West thing. Uh, yeah. But look, as good as Mahomes was, the story to me was Pacheco. Like, Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, the first Kansas City 100-yard rusher in over a year. Like, it just you got to go way back to, what was it, like, week four of 2021, the last time they had uh, a 100-yard rusher. But Pacheco finally does it. 15 carries, 107 yards. Dude looked like a beast. That number 10, he's doing it justice.
1: Yeah, uh, where did he come from? I mean, two weeks ago, nobody had even heard of him, and now all of a sudden, he's running for almost 100 yards last week. Or yeah, last week against Jacksonville, he went for 80 plus yards. So, shout out to Pacheco. He seems like the it's just another element and another option for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Just what other AFC uh, opponents wanted to hear. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, given that Ceh is not available, you know, obviously yeah. with him coming in now and 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 doing great things, I had a, I drafted him. I will say that I did draft him in a couple of leagues, so he was uh, on my bench for the better part of the season and has been plugged in now, given his his success. But um, yeah, again, Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things: six catches, 115 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, but Joshua Palmer. Oh, you go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say, is it me or whenever they play in primetime, that's when Kelsey has his best night? He had the four-touchdown game on Monday night, three on Sunday night last night. Or maybe they just play every week in primetime, and that's why he just keeps rolling. <laughs> he knows.
0: Uh, you got to know. As a guy yeah. like that, I mean, look. He's he, a
1: beast. Yeah, he's, he's a,
0: beast. a beast. And he knows. Yeah. He knows on Monday night you know, or Sunday nights on Monday nights. Uh, you know, could could even be a Wednesday night. Everybody's watching. you know, And he just – That's when he wants to put on a show. So, uh, Joshua Palmer, though, on the other side of the ball, not bad. Eight catches on ten targets, 106 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of him on a day where they put Keenan Allen back on the field but on a pitch count. So uh, good things for
1: him. Yeah, and the Chiefs uh, remain on the inside track to get that number one seed in the AFC with, what, seven games to go?
0: Yep, eight and two they are now. Chargers fall to five and five essentially um, just hanging on to a prayer of some sort of wild card hopes in the AFC because everybody else is charging away from him at this point.
1: Yeah, no pun intended.
0: <laughs> Every yeah. pun intended. All right, it is <laughs> uh, as we wrap up the weekend. We're gonna look ahead to Week 13. Any final thoughts on our Sunday slate of games, Ryan?
1: No, I mean we are two thirds in, so we're headed into this last third of the year with Thanksgiving week. So it, this is when uh. Teams really pull away, and some teams will start quitting, and you'll be able to see that and handicap that going forward.
0: Yep. I mean, this is where you start to think about what's going to happen this next season if you're a team on the outside looking in uh, and start positioning yourself for the draft. I mean, nobody ever throws a game, but, you know, come on. Effort level, would you know?
1: Yeah, no, you're looking for the Arizona Cardinals of the world where Cliff Kingsbury, everybody's seen the split where how good they are in the first half versus the second half. Now, the ironic thing is they have not been good this year in the first half, so does that mean that they're really, really bad in the second half? Or maybe it's reverse, but we'll find out. I know you don't want to hear that because uh, that would mean that they probably pull the upset tonight, which I I don't think is going to happen. I think the Niners are in good shape tonight.
0: We'll just say that the second half starts after this week, shall we?
1: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. Well, the next half of our show starts after this break, but let's tell you first about our Thanksgiving free roll if you like super bowl squares you're gonna love what we've got on Dgens on thanksgiving or for you d gens on thanksgiving our friends at play action pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for thursday's slate so simple to join and free to play in the sgpn app once you enter you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen whenever a touchdown is scored on thursday check your card to see if you have that player if you do check the box and if you get bingo we're going to give you a hundred dollars in cash and a 100 sgp and gift card to go buy yourself an nfl gambling podcast coffee mug hat sweater there's still a fantastic holiday sweater over there in the merch store to grab so much to do and all you got to do now is download the app play in the bingo contest for that thanksgiving free roll contest Ryan, as we do each and every week, we prognosticate—not just next week, but two weeks out. And this week, we are looking at the uh, week 13 slate in the NFL. But of course, we tend to like to look back at how we've done going into this on the last time that we picked. So, Ryan, give update us on our look aheads from last week.
1: Yeah, so you guys probably, those watching on YouTube right now, saw me looking over a little bit downward to the right. I was checking the lines to make sure that our numbers were correct headed into this segment. Uh, the We gave out the Bills minus 9.5. Actually, no value here. It's still at 9.5, but didn't lose it. Uh, we gave out the Vikings uh, minus 3. They are 2.5. So uh, Sorry, we gave out the Vikings minus 2.5. They're up to 3, so a, a critical... Uh, number that we crossed there again to three so half point value this is a big one we gave out the chiefs minus three they are now minus 14 and a half Whoa. against the la rams so uh more than 10 points of value there so uh hopefully you got in on that because i don't see the chiefs not covering a field goal versus the rams right now uh we give out the panthers plus three and a half they're down to plus two and a half so a point there cross over that three number we gave out your Niners minus four. They're up to eight and a half now against the Saints. And then Sunday night, last but not least, we gave out the Eagles as a pick 110. They are now a seven point favorite against the Green Bay Packers. We called it.
0: Did we not call that? We said that they were going to at yep. least be touchdown favorites when yes. it's all said and done. So fantastic stuff, man. This is why that we Chiefs do this. That
1: Chiefs crazy.
0: That Chiefs number is nuts. 14 yeah. points now?
1: Yeah, 14 and a half. Oh, my
0: God. I'm going to have to listen, though, because I, I don't remember what we actually said, but I, I feel like we said something about this being double digits by the time it's said and done, right? Yeah.
1: I didn't see 14 and a half, but also I think the Cooper Cup news really went into that number as well.
0: It had to have. It had to have. Um, yep. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and jump into our 13, our week 13 lines. And, Ryan, I'm going to do like I always do and toss it to you. What are you seeing here that you want to jump on now?
1: I am going to start in Baltimore. They are only laying a point and a half against the Denver Broncos who can't score 18 points. As I said earlier in the podcast, I will take the Ravens minus one and a half. That thing will be around a touchdown come next week. I believe
0: that's crazy. I saw the same thing. Obviously yeah. we've been doing this long enough. to we know where we're going to yeah. jump on? That is such a gigantic, uh, crazy line for Baltimore to only be a point favorite in this one. So definitely no like that one. Um, all right, Ryan. I'm going to jump on our favorite Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they are a point and a half underdogs right now to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 13, or even two and a half in some spots as well. I don't think they're going to stay that way, uh, and I think that you can get them as I don't. I think they're going to be favorites by the time this comes around next week, or yeah, next week even. Um, I don't Agreed. think they're going to stay underdogs. So grab them now as underdogs. That way, when the line shifts and they're favorites, you still have the plus money on it, or the plus odds on it.
1: Yeah, no, that's an easy pick right there. Um, For my next one, this one's easy as well. The Rams are laying 9.5 against the Seahawks. Are you kidding me? I will take the Seahawks. That game will... The Seahawks will be favored by the time that goes off. The Rams aren't favored against anybody. We just saw it shift about 11 points with the Chiefs. I think it'll shift about 11 points here, and the Seahawks will be favored come next week.
0: I, I, this one perplexes me the most. I mean, when you look and in some spots, it's 10 and a half points for Seattle. Did you say nine and a half or 10 and a half?
1: Yeah. No, I see 10 and a half. Yeah. So we'll give a 10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 10 and a half is crazy,
0: crazy, crazy. I don't think you're ever going to get that next. Maybe even at the end of this week, you may not find that again. Um, That's, that's nuts. So yeah, definitely want that. Um. All right. Well, you know what? I'll go ahead and toss out your Washington Commanders. They are uh, a point underdog to the Giants, and in some cases, in some cases, it's a pick'em. So I would grab that now. Um, I know that the the Washington is is six and five, and and New York is seven and three, but I don't see why Washington should be an underdog in this, given the fact that they are on a roll, and the Giants. Have we talked about? just a minute ago, not necessarily on the highest of highs.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you. Um, I'll go to a game that I really like too, Sunday night. Uh, we, we touched on with Dallas. They're only laying two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts at home. Um, yeah, so I'll take the Cowboys minus two and a half there. I think that thing will be close to 10 by kickoff.
0: Yeah, I don't see that sticking around there either. Um, all right, I think uh, last one to me, correct?
1: Yes, sir. All right, last one to finish me. Finish off the six pack. Let's
0: finish off the six mm-hmm. pack. Ooh, I like the way that yeah. sounds. Hey, kids are on vacation. I can do that now. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll probably hit one episode as, as we're done here. Um, all right, I'm going to just finish it off with that that last game of the weekend too, or not the last game, but um, the last game of the Sunday afternoons. It's Kansas City, Cincinnati. It's a pick'em in yeah. some spots, and 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 Cincinnati's a point underdog in others. We just saw what Kansas City did. Against uh, the Chargers, uh, yeah, give me give me the Kansas City side of this because in a pick'em, I mean, obviously I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win, and and even still at minus one point on, uh, I think they're going to be at least what three, four, five, six, maybe. So if you get them at one, one and a half, that's much better than six and a half.
1: Yeah, no doubt. This this is an easy one as well. Anytime you get the Chiefs as a pick'em, you pounce on that right away.
0: Indeed. So that's, I mean, again, you can't, you're just not going to find that. I'm, I am I. want to hurry up and fast forward to next Monday so we can see where we sit on these ones. Cause a lot of these ones seem like some really outrageous lines.
1: Yeah, no, they, they, they're slow to move these numbers. They usually wait till about uh, probably Thursday this week and then they'll really uh, adjust the numbers if not Wednesday. Well, there you go. So check back on Wednesday and see how we've done. Let us know
0: in the in the NASCAR or in the NASCAR in the NFL gambling. Po- I keep calling you guys by the wrong name. I'm sorry. I'm not thinking of my other when I'm with you guys. I'm literally thinking of you. Uh, the NFL Gambling Podcast Twitter. Uh, make sure you let us know. And, and look, if you've, if you've managed to pounce on some of these lines and if you become, uh, you know, a, a look aheader with us, let us know. I mean, join the discard Let us, uh, let us know, get in here on the, on the chats and talk to us about it because you know, we want to know if it's working for you. Cause if it's working for you, we'll, we'll just keep going, you know, uh, no or doubt. if not, we'll adjust because this is just something new we're trying.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: So. Um, all right. Well, Ryan, I, I believe we've uh, well and thoroughly recapped everything and gotten everything out of the way, so why don't we go ahead and wrap things up by letting everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Uh, for those watching on YouTube, you can see our Twitter handles right there. Mine is Moneyline underscore Mac. I'm in the Discord as well. Hit me up anytime. I uh, love hearing from our audience, and uh, I'm on the college basketball experience every night around midnight my time, nine rods time. So uh, yeah, college hoop season's full full effect. I, I come in every now and then on the propcast with Moon off if if Rod needs a uh, hand. So but uh, yeah, no those those are my main platforms and of course the NFL gambling podcast where j Mark and I will be doing it tomorrow instead of Wednesday with the holiday on Thursday.
0: Indeed, make sure you enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Um, and look, we know that it's uh, it's different for everybody, but however you manage to enjoy your day of thanks. Uh, please do so and make sure that it involves plenty of football. Follow me on Twitter at RJ There's a link in the bio to everything I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, whatever it is, link in the bio at RJ on Twitter. Get in that Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. There's an NFL channel and it's all for you and it's all for us. So let's have some fun together. Um, All right, everybody, enjoy a week of football. Enjoy Monday Night Football. If you're watching or if you listen to this early, um, my Niners going to whoop up on some Cardinals. So until next time, everybody, let it ride.